Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 28 of Transformers Cybertron. It is Assault. This episode was written by Hiro Masaki, and the last time on Transformers Cybertron, Red Alert, Hotshot, and Scattershot decided they wanted to continue living. And in this episode, I guess the kids are running the base now? Well, yeah, Scattershot has them set up voice recognition on the computers, and the place is in their hands now, but wait, you won't need to use your hands because it's all voice activated, and Bud, uh... Now he's coming. Now that they the run of the place here, they have three missions, and mission number one is to take the lock and keys to Cybertron. Except, oh shit, Starscream has those. And also, but how did you figure? I know he's eight, but how did you figure you're going to do that without any Autobots? Yeah. Don't worry, they have mission number two, which is somehow the three kids are going to go to the island and defeat Starscream. Yes. How are you going to do that? Doesn't matter. Mission three yeah, is Optimus is already doing it. Yeah. Yeah, but mission three is hey, let's track down Cy- uh, Cyberscream. Let's track down Starscream and the cyber lock but the autobots are already on the, on the way to the island and they know where he is <laughs> and at the volcano island where they know where he is the autobots are arriving and overrides getting there by water skiing using evac like parasailing kind of thing i uh, kind of like that and uh, she, she has a comment like i need to get some salt ground under my tires it's kind of a neat thing like a robot from a planet where there's no water yeah she you know, probably would be pretty nervous around it. But uh, back at the base, the kids detect two life forms outside the volcano. And I'm like, yeah, it's evac and override. Now it's not. But uh, it turns out it's Thunderblast and that motorcycle guy we saw very briefly last time watching them arrive. Who, for what it's worth, isn't going to be named this entire episode. I wonder if, like, if if they forgot or what, it, <laughs> or if it's a big surprise. But there is a neat shot here where override, like, she jumps off the water somehow. But, like, I guess Evac yanks her up in the air. She flips in the air and turns into her vehicle mode and lands on the ground. Yeah. That was a cool shot. Um, but then uh, Thunderblast decides she's going to attack Evac. Yeah, she even has this line, like, uh, nice tail rotor flyboy. And he's like, oh, glad you like it. <laughs> and just turns around. All ah, right, you two. I got my big fucking screwdriver, my big fucking hammer. My big fucking level, these three big fucking screws, and my big fucking hard hat. Now you two get out of the way so it's what I can finally fix this big fucking shelf before it... Oh, break time. We all get a break? You two paying into the union? No. Then sit your asses down. I didn't even know we were eligible to be in the union. Anyway, uh, yeah, Thunderblast and uh, Evax, they fight for a bit. She's cyber keys. She's got a laser gun. Um, But then that motorcycle Decepticon, uh, he, oh man, this guy has smoked a massive bowl. (laughs) Well, that's exactly what he reminded me of. And you've played Saints Row 4, where you meet fun Shondi, Shondi from Saints Row 2, immediately reminded me of her. Just the way she talks, like, this guy's gonna harsh my mellow and like all kinds of other ridiculous shit. He, he reminded me of a a minor character on the old Dave Letterman show, the late show called Manny the Hippie. I don't know if I'm off, but I'm like, that feels like Manny the Hippie. Anyway, yeah, he's like just doing his thing, man. And he tra- uh, he transforms, he fires in the Autobots, and then crashes into Override. Yeah, and he manages to throw her off and then slams her one. But back at the base, Lori's watching this, and uh, 
she's like, come on, big sister, teach him some manners. And then Kobe contacts Optimus and asks if there's any sign of Starscream yet. And Optimus says, I thought that's what you were supposed to be looking for, you stupid kid. But <laughs> no, there's no sign of him yet, but we're getting close. Yeah, the kids are doing that thing that it's the most annoying thing kids can do where they just stand and watch. I don't know what they're watching, where all the closed circuit television cameras are, <laughs> but they're watching this whole thing and giving advice. Like, they're completely superfluous and unneeded with the exception of the fireball they're going to mention later. Anyway, um, Starscream's minions, the monster, whatever things they are, all launch out of the volcano. So Optimus transforms and then immediately goes into Super Thing and blasts, like, most of them out of the sky at once, so I don't understand why they were ever a threat. Well, yeah, it just forms Super Mode and just does, cuts the swath through them again, and Evac and Override see the explosions, and they try to get away from Thunderblast and whoever this guy is to go help, even though Optimus clearly does not need any help, but have no fear Smokescreen is here and they don't call him a monster hunter for nothing and Optimus can leave them to him but it's not like Optimus is having trouble here, but he does, and Optimus just flies off, and for some reason, the Decepticons don't chase after him. Yeah. Uh, so we go back to Niagara Falls, where there are no waterfalls, and <laughs> Megatron and his goons are still fighting like the other Autobots. Um, there's a weird bit where Thundercracker tries to flee, and Scourge attacks him, but then immediately after, Scourge joins the rest of the Decepticons in fleeing through the warp gate. Well, yeah, he has this line, like, a real warrior never runs from a fight, I'll show you, like, because... Scourge lights Thundercracker on fire as, like, as punishment for running away. Like, no one runs away from me, and or runs away unless they're running away from me, I think he even says. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Scourge is the second one through the gate to retreat. So <laughs> it's like, man, did you just hear yourself? Yeah, I don't think he did. The guy is, well, whatever. He, he is nonsensical. But yeah, they all escape, all the Decepticons. So Vector Prime opens a warp gate uh, right behind them, and all the Autobots follow. Yeah, he figures there's only one place they would have gone. Well, no, there's any number of places they could have gone. They could have gone home for repairs first, right? But either way, he opens the portal to Starscream's volcano lair island, whatever it is, and uh, they all jump through it. Jetfire has this cool line about how we're going to make haste and then lay waste. There are some, like we've said before, there's some good lines in this show, like solid lines. A lot of them are references. But um, then at the Autobot HQ, uh, Jolt informs the kids that there's a flaming ball of something, which is what Optimus calls it, approaching the Earth. Yeah, I, well... I like where uh, Jolt turns around in Scattershot's chair, which is like comically way too large for him. That was kind of neat. But yeah, it's, it's exactly the scene in Chrono Trigger where you see Lavos flying in space and landing on Earth in commercial break. And when we come back, all the everybody, like the Decepticons and the Autobots, they all arrive at the island and the fighting gets way more intense. And then like Smokescreen takes out, I don't know, a half dozen of those monsters as well as Ransack just as Mudflap arrives to fight him, and suddenly Mudflap's got, like, a vendetta against Smokescreen. Yeah, he's like, no, pick on someone your own size, is <laughs> and he, like, jumps down and uh. attack him, and Scourge and Megatron are here now, too, and there's a quick bit with Starscream wondering what would make a fitting funeral for Megatron, and back outside, the rest of the Autobots are here, and Hotshot, Red Alert, and Scattershot transform, and they're heading in to deal with Starscream, I guess, and Vector Prime follows them to get the Omega Lock, and Megatron flies in after him, so Optimus follows him. Yeah, the three of them are, are flying in right on each other's butts, and they land, like, on this little ledge inside the volcano, and Vector Prime does the dumb thing that Optimus had been doing up to this point, which is saying to Megatron, hey, come on, be a good guy, and think rationally, and let's 
let's all, you know, step aside so we can stop the black hole orb key lock thing. And Megatron, although he had been for, I don't know how many episodes, gung-ho on getting revenge on Starscream, suddenly doesn't care about that. He can do that later. Now he wants the Omega lock. Yeah, and no simpering do-gooder is going to stop him. So he uses his cyber key and gets out the Gatling gun. But before he can blast Optimus, Vector Prime jumps in to block the shots. And he gets hit. And of course, it's not going to matter in the long run. Uh, and then we find out that the ball of fire, I don't know why they keep calling it a ball of fire. It's a fucking meteor or an asteroid or whatever. I, wait, is it a meteor once it enters Earth's atmosphere? Is that the nomenclature? Yeah, because when it's in space, it's a meteoroid. And when it's in the atmosphere, it's a meteor. And when it's on the ground, it's a meteorite. When's it an asteroid? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there's a distinction. I think, or maybe an asteroid's just an object that you know has an orbit around the sun. Or... Whatever it is, uh, it's coming in. It, it's headed for the island. The battle is is continuing. Um, there's a neat part where Snarl is riding um, the motorcycle Decepticon, and they actually run over Crumple Zone. They like they flatten him, but there's a tire tread on his back, and he yes. says something like, "Well, that's embarrassing." Yeah, and in the distance, here comes that fireball, whatever it is. It. If nothing else, it is on fire, so we have that. And inside the volcano, it's blindfold and cigarette time for uh, Vector Prime, I guess. But before Megatron can blast them, the fireball comes down the volcano and smashes Megatron off the ledge. And when the flames subside, it's an Autobot with the Elite Guard logo. It's right, it's a brand new toy, it's a brand new Transformer. It's Wing Saber! Again? What do you mean again? Well, he was an Energon, and we didn't like him then either. Nobody liked an Energon. That was Kicker. Rad was in Armada. Was he the one who should die in a fire? That was Sari in Animated. Wait, how do you know about Sari? You were dead that entire series. I'm a Time Lord. I'm all-knowing. That's unsettling. So what about Beast Machines? Who sucked in that? Everyone. And Beast Wars? Pete Davidson. Now you're fucking with me. You fuck with us every time you show up. Yeah, I do. Anyway, this bit has gone on far too long and I haven't even talked about Wing Saber. Are you going to? Anyway, it's Wing Saber. He's here and he's got a elite. bonus. All right, I guess he's gone. But yeah, it's uh, Wing Saber. And did it look to you like he had the Elite Guard logo from Animated on his wing before he turns around? Like he's just got a regular Autobot symbol when he turns around, but the one on his wing before he turns. I don't know. If if he did, that means that Animated took it from this show because this came out before Animated, oh, like yeah. a couple years. So. I always. Keep forgetting that, yeah. And, and hes it's that classic thing where as soon as he shows up, you're like, okay, he's a jet. I can see the kibble on his back. He's clearly a jet. But um, there's when he's going to get his form, it's like, well, we already know what it's going to be. Anyway, we'll get to that. Yeah, um, it's kind of like with Landmine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, yeah, all the other Autobots just show up. Boom, they're in the volcano now. And they all seem to know who Wing Saber is. Optimus knows who he is, but everybody else does except Hotshot. Yeah, he's like, who is this guy? And the kids want to know who he is too. And Landmine and Jetfire explain that this guy served under Optimus back in the day, but he also wrote the book when it comes to insubordination, and he even took a swing at Optimus that one time, and the kids pull up his Autobot record, and oh, just look at all the shit he's been written up for. It reminded me of uh, Ron White's bit about when he gets arrested in New York City, and like all the shit that he had gotten up to in Texas in the 70s comes up on his criminal record. <laughs> what I wanted to know, though, is where were these files in Autobot records when they were wondering who EVAC and Smokescreen were? Like, yeah, they exactly. have files on every Autobot, this would have been handy. Search and say, hey, who can we get in here to help us, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, he has a bunch of code violations, but we go to Mudflap, who helps Megatron up 
who can fly. Yeah. He helps Megatron up this cliff ledge. No, I take my crane arm and climb <laughs> up. And Megatron's like, I don't need your help. Which he doesn't. He could have flown up on his own. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, we go back um, to Jetfire and he showed, this is where I was saying, like he's, he's a uh, Jeff or Wing Saber says something like, hey, actually, why aren't we calling him Wingding? Uh, Wingding <laughs> is like... <laughs> he's like, hey, I uh, wish, does anybody know in a good alternate mode I can take here? And Jetfire says, oh, I got a bunch in my memory bank. So turns out they don't even need to see the thing now. They can just get a, a picture of it. And as soon as Which he shows it. Which also begs the question, why wouldn't Jetfire turn into this thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, this thing is a jet with a whole bunch of like cannons on it. It's a jet that could not exist in this world. Well, it looks but, like an A-10 with even more armor and weapons on it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a, it's a. It's a very Cybertron slash Energon slash Armada jet. Um, the kind of jet that would not be well disguised in the real world. No. But he turns into that. <laughs> or fly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then immediately starts ordering everybody around. And when Hotshot questions that, he like does the old uh, dance, partner, cowboy yeah. thing. He shoots at Hotshot's feet. Yeah. And Jetfire's something like, oh, don't worry about him. It's just what he's like. You get used to it. Yeah. Well, yeah he's shooting sort of. at our friends. No big deal. <laughs> you get used to it. But uh, Megatron climbs back up and transforms to attack Wingding, and they fly outside, and Optimus notices on the portal that's just floating there from the base that the black hole's core is becoming unstable, even though it's just the picture of the black hole. Like, nothing of note happened. He's like, oh, the core's becoming unstable, which is also not something you could ever possibly know, because that's not how black holes work. Yeah, you cannot see beyond the event horizon. But this is also another great example of Megatron. Like, dude, stay focused. You yeah. just said you were here for the lock and the key and the orb thing. And I get that you're erratic and you're you're easy to anger. But what now you're like leaving everything behind to go chase this guy you've never met. Whatever. We go back to Vector Prime, who says to Optimus, hey, why don't we send an elite team, which is, turns out to be uh, Red Alert, uh, Hotshot, and Scattershot, to Cybertron to, quote, slow down the black hole. And why didn't you, quote, do that in the first <laughs> fucking episode? But Optimus says we'll send the Cybertron defense team, which, yeah, again, is these guys, so I guess they gave them a name. And uh, Jetfire and Evac transformed to lift them out of the volcano. And Vector Prime's about to open a space bridge to Cybertron, even though the ones that were going just left with with the other two but scatter so it's like there's no need the kids can do that from the base and this is so stupid yes kobe fine this is really the only thing the kids actually do that offers any help this is the only action they take and kobe draws a line on a screen yeah <laughs> just draws a line on the screen which creates an invisible super dave osborne hot wheels playset ramp at the volcano for the Autobots to use. For anybody that's ever done 3D rendering, you would look at this and go, wait a minute, Kobe drew a two-dimensional line on an image and somehow that placed it in three-dimensional space at the perfect yes. spot. And it's going to, this is so dumb. I'm really worried we're getting into Energon season two kind of crap here. But uh, Red Alert and Scattershot leave Scourge behind. He's annoyed again that someone's running away from him and Megatron and Wingding transform to fight. And Megatron has this line about how you Autobots are just coming out of nowhere these days it does seem like oh here's another one but wingding reminds them that somebody ought to go after starscream so optimus and vector prime transform and fly back inside the volcano they never flew out of in the first place yeah and then scourge follows them because i guess he wants to punish starscream or whatever
Vector Prime says they should send an elite team to Cybertron to devise a way to slow down the approaching black hole. Well, few things wrong with that idea. Let's start with Black Hole. A black hole, as many of you know, dear listeners, is an object so massive that nothing can escape its gravity, not even light. The only way you're going to slow that thing down is by bringing something of sufficient mass close enough that its gravity starts to affect it. Except, where are you going to get something like that? And even if you did, you'd only make matters worse because now you have two things to save Cybertron from. Also, you'd think they'd come up with whatever idea they're going to try before going to Cybertron, you know, where they don't need to risk being sucked off the fucking planet while they get out the whiteboard and start spitballing ideas. Ah, shit, there goes my pen. What do these three have that isn't already on Cybertron that could possibly help out anyway? More firepower isn't going to help, but you know where it would help? Here on Earth! We've been told how many times that these stupid keys in their friggin' lock are the only way to stop this black hole. Well, Starscream isn't just going to hand them over, send in the new and improved Autobots, and really show off their new stuff. Megatron been trying to get in there and strangle Starscream the whole episode, except you guys keep stopping him. Let him get in there and let them go a few rounds with each other. Wingding said he was here to help. Well, call Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. The episode we just reviewed was Assault. Paul, what would you not like to punch in the face about this episode? Uh, when unnamed motorcycle guy transforms, I thought it was a really, really neat, it's a very detailed, but a very different transformation. I noticed they're doing this a lot lately, but a lot of the characters, they don't transform symmetrically, if, if you know what I mean. Like yes, a lot of like yes. G1 or even Prime Animate, all of them, if you split the thing down the middle, it's the same on both sides, more or less. And they generally transform like front to back, top to bottom kind of thing. But uh, you, you even see it with Jetfire, where half of them transforms like that, but then his legs kind of twist and then fold up the other way, like one going to the front, one going to the back. But this motorcycle guy, he's all over the place. Yeah, because he has like a little bit of a sidecar and it's so he's asymmetrical in his alternate mode. It's it was good. I mean, the transformation, as much bad stuff as we want to say in this trilogy, the transformation animations on the whole are consistently good, albeit running a little long. Oh, well, yeah. Plus it. it if they did it once, they can do it whenever they want, right? It's CG, and they yeah. can turn the camera, whatever they want to do. But yeah, they do look very, very well done. And it, it seems the first time they always show someone's transformation, too, it's slow enough that you could be following along at home, pressing pause on the DVR, whatever, to transform your toy. Yeah, they still do that with Megatron. Every time he transforms, I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I, I see how the toy works. Um, I, you know what? I liked, uh, speaking of transformations, I liked Override's transformation when she came off of, like, she was water skiing. She, like, flipped in the air and landed. I like when we've seen the transformation happen a bunch of times, and then they just put it in quickly in the show, and I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of know what's happening anyway. So I liked her water skiing. I liked that transformation. I agree with you. I did like uh, the motorcycle guy. I kind of like that he's just a total stoner. <laughs> Aside from that, not a great episode. Well, and it's like you've kind of touched on, we're back to kids watching from the base, and Ugh. I just hope this doesn't turn into Armada with children giving tactical advice to Autobots. I remember she's in. And also, uh, when Jolt turns around in the comically too large chair, that's when I realized who this guy reminds me of. Mini is Alpha Five from Power Rangers. Oh, like, wow. even the voice, yeah, okay, and like the the C three PO kind of stiff arms and everything. All, all he needs is an ay ay ay, and then go. <laughs> so who's Zordon? Vector Prime. Oh yeah, actually, yeah. I think he would have to. Couldn't be. He's kind of that? got the you know 
pitch shift his voice down a bit and he's like, Rangers, it is time to fight Rita Repulsa. That's is also like the second Power Rangers reference we've had in uh, in like two, as many episodes. Let's never review that show. <laughs> Dear listener, there's like Paul and I have talked about doing like a Voltron episode or a G.I. Joe episode. I guarantee we're never going to do Power Rangers. All uh, right. The next episode Paul and I are going to review is Starscream. If you want to find something annoying, you can find us <laughs> online and email us at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes at the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Have no fear, Smokescreen is here.